Hi, welcome to the Layman's Journey. Today we'll be taking a look at the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. I'm your co-host Raphael, and join, uh, joining me is James. James here. You want to take us off with the antiphon? Turn your ear, O Lord, and answer me. Save the servant who trusts in you, my God. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I cry to you all the day long. What did you think of the first reading? Uh, it was the my initial glance at the first reading kind of didn't really. I don't know. I I, I had a hard time with it because uh, I'm not really. I guess familiar with the Old Testament as much, but a line that really stuck out to me was, uh, "When he opens, no one shall shut, and when he shuts, no one shall open." And I think it's kind of like it harkens back to what we talked about in the past when we we're talking about people that are appointed by God or are faithful um, are the leaders we want, right? And then those that kind of don't have. Um, God or heaven in mind are not the leaders we want. And that's kind of like what stuck out to me um, about the first reading. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's kind of made me a little wishful. You know, I wish God would just come and appoint a guy as leader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thrust the people from office that are in office and put on somebody else. That would be nice. But um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a good thought. Um, just kind of like that the power of leadership comes from God, not from us as humans. Mm -hmm. And what really gives authority is it coming from God. And Mm -hmm. if it's not coming from God, then your authority isn't true. Yeah. And I think that, that uh, like authority that um, you're, you're talking about is like, it's, it's like a common I think it's like a combination of like the Holy Spirit and or being open to it. Like not necessarily you know, you don't have to have the I don't think like a lot of the people that God appointed as rulers and kings initially thought of themselves as leaders, right? It, it always seems like um we see people with kind of like modest so sometimes we see them with like modest beginnings and then, you know, God gifts them with the ability or they ask for the ability to care for their people. Right. Right. Yeah. Um Yeah, and a lot of times also when God gives them it's kind of he puts them in that role whether they want it or not. <laughs> like the example of Moses obviously he wasn't initially super down with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but he ended up, you know, being critical and I think that happens a lot of times. It's, um not necessarily the guy that wants the job that does the best job of it mm-hmm. and i think like that's an uh that's an important aspect about it right because it's just like it seems like sometimes um, people like are in these positions because they want them not necessarily because they're good for them and then you know god for his people is like saying no nah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know put someone in charge that actually cares about their people right it's not about furthering themselves Right. Yeah, it's and also just the you know putting God as the as the primary figure um, mm-hmm. when you're coming to power of your own self and your own desire. Um, I think probably leads more towards that. 
mentality of you're there to hold power, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are put there by God, then you kind of have this understanding who the authority really comes from, right? Like you wouldn't be there if God hadn't put you there. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the form of Roman governance when they had a huge empire. It was they'd have the emperor and then they'd have prefects controlling different territories. And the prefects were all loyal to the emperor. Um, But to prevent local citizens from becoming too loyal to just their prefect instead of the empire, they would move prefects around all over the place. So they'd never develop that personal loyalty. So every Mm. single citizen was loyal just to the empire. Um, And I think that is a system that works really well. Um, And, you know, we see in this aspect of of God where we develop this loyalty to the person first and God Hmm. secondly, that's where you get a lot of issues, right? And I think kind of going off where you're you're going with your your ideas is like, I think this gives us an insight on how um, we should view leadership, right? And it's like, being a leader is not about the power and like the wealth and the, you know, the access that comes with, I think being a leader, um, it's, it's a responsibility, right? And it's one that you should take seriously. It's like you said, you're appointed by God to, you know, take care of your people, right? It's not about furthering yourself, but instead of furthering, you know, all of humanity or all, all the people that are under you. And I think it's kind right. of like, it seems like at least in america that becoming a politician isn't about that it's just about power right being able to control things instead of viewing it as a civic duty that they tell like they kind of tell us that it is to care about your people right yeah it seems far and few between that uh few and far between (laughs) (laughs) that you have a politician who's really truly there to serve the people and not either his own interests or those of big companies um and i think really the root cause of that is just over secularization right like it's not you can't get elected if your primary focus is god Mm -hmm. if you're outspoken about that then you know who's going to vote for you (laughs) Um, right i mean that's just there's not a there's not a platform for catholicism in this country really no and i think yeah. It it does seem like the platforms that do run for Christianity just like softly touch it just to get those votes and then you don't really see that um actual leadership when they're when they get to the position. Right, right. Well, I mean it's we have this very strongly developed two-party system and both of them have aspects that are key to Christianity and aspects that are not. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that no matter which side is in power, in control, all of the things that are key to Christianity get stuck on a side burner. And all of the stuff that is against Christianity gets pushed forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's not always true, but it seems like that's the general trend, right? <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I guess, like, it's also kind of annoying, too, because when you look at it, you know people that do speak out for Christianity, it they seemingly don't do Christian things a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's like like kinda of like what you said, right? There are two party lines 
And th- these like divisions are so ingrained that even though the people don't necessarily represent them, they have to follow them, right? Right, right. And people will say, oh, well, I'm pro-life. And then while they're in office, achieve nothing to stop abortion from happening. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, oh, I'm pro-environment. And then while they're in office, they do nothing to stop giant mega farms from and mines from raping the earth. And it's like, <laughs> like if you're really pro these things, you need to help solve them, you know? And it's like, it seems like that the important things never get solved. Mm-hmm. And, so. and uh, yeah, I think like you said, it's like focus of the country isn't on um god right it's it's the secularization about you know big companies that literally fund all of our politicians right like you don't get elected on your own money right yeah you'd have to have some kind of money to do that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think that kind of like wraps up the first reading though is, is this idea that if we if we appoint leaders or we have leaders that you know are chosen by god when they kind of like I said when they open things or when they close things, we we know we can trust those, right? It's just like, hey, this isn't healthy for you; you shouldn't do it. And kind of like what you said, if God just appointed a leader for us, things would be easier. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I like the psalm too because it kind of is a a prayer about just that. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. It's kind of like this plea of, hey, can you come and appoint us a leader, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I think the last verse, the first part of it kind of like speaks to that, right? The Lord is exalted, the lowly he sees, and the proud he knows from afar. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. It's just like, you know, he he knows the like the leaders among us, right? Because, you know, he knows us to the core and like, and then he also knows that our those that are doing it not because they care but because of their pride, right? And it's just it's just a nice reminder that like even though humans make mistakes, you know, if we like put our trust and faith in God, He can help us find what we need. Yeah, this line just made me think of something. It says, "Yet the lowly He sees," and I was thinking about that. And you know, you, when you hear "lowly," you think like you know, poor people, downtrodden people. Um, mm. But lowly can also be uh, like a mentality, right? Like if you're if you're like king of the world, most powerful man on the on the planet, but you see yourself as a servant of God and lowly to Him, mm-hmm. then you'd be in this same position of being seen by the Lord, right? Because it's I think this is the second part, right? And the proud He knows from afar. It's all about not being prideful, right? So <laughs> if you're putting if you're putting yourself as lowly to God, which we are, and you really see that all the time in yourself, then that's how you get closer to God. Or that's how God will be closer to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think like what you pointed out, I think it's it's like a really way really great way of wording it. It's just like this idea of like, you know, even if you're in a position of power, you're still you still view yourself as lowly, right? You're, you're modest. Kind of like um the reading where you know, uh, I forgot which prophet it was, but when he faced like the natural disasters mm-hmm. um, and just like faced them on fine, but then when God came, that, that sense of 
cowering or not cow not cowering but like respect or fear was there right right yeah and it's just that kind of reminder that no matter how powerful we get in the earthly realm we're still nothing compared to god <laughs> and so we're always going to be lowly i mean like why it doesn't make sense to be prideful right because we're mm. so insignificant um and that kind of a mentality i think would improve leadership because you realize that <clears throat> the true authority is from somewhere else mm. and um your job is not to lord over everything mm. i think, I think it's, that's a great reminder um when you're in a position of power right it's just that your authority does come from somewhere and mm-hmm. you sh- shouldn't like inflate your ego just because you have power right what'd you think of the second reading i i think it, like i mean like all readings um it i think it, i feel like it linked really well to like the first and the psalm now that we've talked about them just like this idea of you know the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of god the kind of like another want to get another reminder that like god sees so much farther than we do right yeah just a reminder of the infinite nature of god mm. i like the middle line for who has known the mind of the lord or who has been his counselor or who has given the lord anything that he may be repaid i i really that stuck out to me a lot because it's like yeah there's there's nothing we can do that would make god owe us Mm-hmm. like god doesn't like god has given us everything there's nothing that hasn't come directly from god so like we owe everything to him and there's no way to escape that right like mm-hmm. we can't yeah <laughs> we've got an infinite loan from god on literally everything we could ever achieve is is from him and so yeah, and then also just that who has known the mind of the Lord was that reminder of I've been in a mindset of trying to plan out my life and, you know, get everything, know the date, the time of when I'm going to make different steps in my life. Mm-hmm. And this is just kind of that reminder for me to chill and just kind of ride the wave a little more. Um, I don't need to necessarily know exactly when each stage of my life will happen you know mm-hmm. um and i just need to be patient i i, th- I really liked how you pointed um out who has given the lord anything that he may be repaid i think it's actually a really interesting like way to view life right because like like you said everything is has been given to us from god right everything has been loaned to us in a sense and i think it's like a it's an interesting way of like viewing your life like instead of feeling like you are owed things i think it helps us be grateful for the things we get right like another another beautiful day or like a sunny day at the beach or just like the small things right like all of these are gifts that we're not owed but we're receiving right and even like we were talking about previously um even the things that we don't view as so pleasant you know hardships are mm-hmm. still gifts and they're there to make us stronger and draw us closer to God. Um, and so literally everything is a gift from God. Um, it's like 
no matter what's happening in our lives, we can choose to view it as a gift or as a curse, right? Mm. And if we view it as a curse, then we're basically cursing ourselves because Mm -hmm. we're making ourselves out to be a victim. Whereas if we view everything as a blessing, as an opportunity, no matter what it is, this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to move forward. Um, then we're in a way blessing ourselves, right? Because we're seeing the situation and finding the most positive path through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, a way to feel blessed. It's kind of a cyclical cycling kind of thing, right? Like if you tell yourself you're blessed, then you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. And if you tell yourself you're cursed, then you will be cursed. That's, I mean, you will feel cursed because you say, oh, I'm, I'm cursed because of all these hardships in my life, uh, blah, and then you don't overcome them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you make yourself this victim. But if you say, oh, there's all these hardships, I'm super thankful for this blessing of a uh, challenge to overcome and that I can grow through, then you're going to overcome it and grow through it. And so I think it's kind of like that, uh, just a power of your own mentality of how you mm, see yeah. what's going on, you know? And I, I think like that's, that's a really great way of looking at it too. It's like, like it to view things as gifts from God, uh, as challenges to help you improve, right? Instead of sitting there and trying to find the negative in all things, right? And I think like, that is also another big aspect of our faith is just being hopeful, right? Like, why right. would we preach about being hopeful and then be cursed, right? So I think, like you said, it's, it's just a big mentality thing. Right. I, I think, I mean, you hear it a lot in the self-help talks and books and stuff, the power of positive thinking. Um, and there's truth in that, but it goes deeper than just thinking positively. You know, if you can really think of it as a blessing from God, then that's putting god above yourself and it's putting your objective as to get closer to god to climb through the rubble and get closer to god Hmm. and i think that's even more powerful than just positive thinking right (laughs) yeah no i i i i I agree i i really like the idea of that it's just like that that strength and depth can come from god Um, is there anything else about the second reading that's um or the psalm that stuck out to you? Uh, nope, not too much. But the gospel, I, I think, as I've gotten older, I really like um Peter because he's he's like a really good example of kind of what I want to be, but and at the same time. A really nice reminder that the apostles were human too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of plays that perfect role of what you should be and what you shouldn't be at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he portrays all of the weaknesses at different points, and he also portrays all of the strengths. Mm-hmm. And so he's this perfect example of humanity, basically. Yeah, it just. I think like when I was younger, it always seemed like he was like this perfect, you know, like the like the apostles were like these perfect people. But like when you really kind of just dive into it, like there are like you said, kind of like small reminders of how 
they make mistakes, they do incorrect things, but they're also capable of doing like these beautiful, like 100% dive in faith things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just the um, the responsibility that God puts on Peter, right? It's immense. Um, and it's not because he's perfect and has never flawed. Oh, go ahead. It's just, it's kind of that like reminder that God doesn't expect perfection, Mm. right? He expects our efforts. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And, and Peter is a good example of that. Like he puts the effort in, his focus is on God and it doesn't mean he doesn't stumble. But I think, like, because he has that focus on God, right, even if he does stumble, I feel like all the st- steps and actions he takes is still going in the right direction because he has that kind of like, going back to what we said before, like the, that intention, right? Like that faith-filled intention. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, he keeps his eye on the correct thing. Mm-hmm. And, and every time that he stumbles, you know, he, he instantly knows right he and he accepts that he's made the mistake he doesn't like and this is huge to me of importance but he doesn't when he makes a mistake he doesn't try and sugarcoat it or make excuses for it you know Mm -hmm. like when he denied knowing jesus three times in the cock crows and he realizes he's like oh crap and then he just like weeps he instantly accepts that he has made an error Mm -hmm. and then climbs from there you know mm-hmm. and you see so many times people getting stuck in holes of of self-pity and stuff but or or not even accepting that they're at fault right mm-hmm. where um you and you know i'm i'm very much <laughs> i do this myself but it's like you have a fault and you don't want to admit to yourself that you have a fault mm-hmm. so you you know, make excuses for it, come up with reasons why, oh, it's okay in this situation or blah, you know, like it doesn't matter. But Peter has that acceptance of his own humanity, right? Like mm-hmm. he instantly accepts when he makes a fault and he climbs over it. And I think that is like the most admirable thing about Peter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something we want to see kind of like, I, I think we're, for me, I guess it's all about leadership this, this Sunday is, but it's like, when you see mistakes, right, I think it, it's better for you and everyone if you just accept it and then address it, right? Because I think hiding your mistakes or covering up your mistakes just creates more problems in the long run. Right. Well, and like I was <coughs> thinking the other day is, you know, leadership these days, everybody tries to portray this image of I'm perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like because of the way... um the voting system is it's like basically your platform is to try and ruin the other guy's reputation harder so yeah. that people won't vote for him because they think he's a bad person and it's like so everybody tries to hide or cover up or explain away any of their own faults make themselves look perfect while you know giving a bad reputation to the other guy and it's i think a stronger platform would be from the get-go, these are my faults. These are my mistakes that I've made. These are my failings. I recognize them, and 
like all of us, I'm human and I make mm. mistakes and I still want to, you know, serve and be a good leader. Um, but it, cause if you start off by accepting your mistakes, anything that they dig up on you, it, you've already been open about it. You know, you're not mm. trying to hide it. <laughs> um, and I think that would just, it would be a better way to start, you know? Yeah. And um, then, especially because, like, if you're not attacking the other person, it's like, it's just, that's just more positive, right? It's like this idea yeah. that I want to, I want to be elected because of my merits, because you know who I am, right? Not because right. I'm the lesser of two evils. Right. Right. And I mean, you know, this would never work because the, media and everything would just like rip you apart and yeah, destroy your voice yeah um but i think it would be a better way to run right like if you said okay these are my faults like you know i don't want anybody that's gonna be a follower of me to try and tear down the other guy because he has faults just like i do that's not what this is about mm-hmm. you know the, the focus of this is not our faults the focus is what can we to bring to the table mm-hmm. right and this is what i think i can bring to the table so this is why you vote for me it's not because you hate the other guy. And I think that like the just the fakeness of trying to portray yourself as this perfect, you know, oh I never made a mistake, I never had any faults and the other guy is awful. It just makes all of them come off as like slimy. Mm-hmm. Cuz no matter how perfect they make themselves look in the eyes of the media or the eyes of the public, every single person knows innately that humans are not perfect. So if you see somebody that's claiming to be perfect, you know they're lying. <laughs> and if they're lying about that, how are they going to be a good leader? Right? Like if they mm-hmm. can't even accept their own faults, then how can they lead? Mm-hmm. Um it kind of reminds me of this reading from the 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 catechism. That man is rightly called a king who makes his own body an obedient subject and by governing himself with suitable rigor refuses to let his passions breed rebellion in his soul for he exercises a kind of royal power over himself and you don't see any of the leadership really exercising that kind of power over themselves and to me it's kind of like if you can't in your own personal self accept your flaws and govern yourself correctly how are you supposed to govern others mm-hmm. i think no i like that that makes a lot of sense right because i think if you're spending it, it, it's a kind of a, your focus in your time right if you're spending all your time trying to portray or to keep up this perfect image what are you actually doing with your time mm-hmm Whereas uh, from like what, what you're saying is like, if you just air out everything and then from there go like, this is what I want to do. This is who I am. Right. Be more genuine and authentic to what you want to do. Right. Right. And if your mentality is, you know, I'm going to hide away everything that's wrong with myself and not fix it, then what is your mentality to governance going to be? You're going to hide every, away everything that's wrong with the country and not hmm. fix it. Right. Like it's you have to be able to accept the weaknesses, accept the flaws. And that when you say, okay, I have a problem, this is the problem. Now I can solve problem solve. Mm -hmm. But if you can't accept that problem, you're never going to be able to get to the problem solving step. And I, there's like this whole entire thought process, I think, like kind of 
reinforces like what you were saying, right? Is that Peter is a great leader because as a, as the leader of the church, we know that from his character traits, he's not going to hide from his mistakes, right? He's going to own up to them, and then he's going to do his best to address them. And I think right. that's what you want to see in a leader, right? Especially someone right. that's in charge of your soul. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I think that's kind of, but the greatest reason that Peter is this example of of leadership is just that i mean i think everything in leadership comes from that just being able to accept your own flaws Mm -hmm. you know and grow through them should i read the community antiphon yeah no that sounds good the earth is replete with the fruits of your works O lord you bring forth bread from the earth and wine to cheer the heart. Would you like to close with a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Father, for gathering us this morning to examine and talk about your word to help us and help others grow in our faith um, and to recognize that from you stems blessings, um, whether we view them or not, they are blessings and they are bountiful. Today, I would like to pray for those that are in leadership or those that are running for leadership, that they may be authentic in who they are, that they may recognize that it is not about power or ambition, but instead about service to those around them and to those that are less fortunate than them. I would like to pray for all of us to receive the blessing of humility. For the prayers spoken out loud and those held in our hearts, we lift them up to you, Lord. Uh, Today we'll be doing a prayer of thanksgiving to end. O God, source and giver of all things, you manifest your infinite majesty, power, and goodness. In the earth about us, we give you honor and glory for the sun and the rain, manifold fruits of our fields. For the increase of our herds and flocks, we thank you. For the enrichment of our souls with divine grace, we are grateful. Supreme Lord of the harvest, graciously accept us and the fruits of our toil in union with Jesus, your Son, as atonement for our sins, for the growth of your church, for peace and love in our homes, and for salvation for all. We pray, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.